everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing a recent film called The Lodge, which is credited as 2019, but I mean, for our purposes, we'll count it as 2020, uh, given when it actually became available to everyone. So mm-hmm. we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. This is a film about a soon-to-be stepmom who is stranded mm-hmm. in a lodge with her soon-to-be stepchildren uh, mm-hmm. in a very awkward situation without the father, who obviously connects everyone, uh, and they end up stranded there during a snowstorm <laughs> and must kind of survive. And obviously you're thinking, where's the horror element here outside of maybe some survival issues? It's more psychological, it's a slow burn, it's kind of, you know, it falls into a lot of categories. It's one of these things where, as I was watching the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, I was like, do I even know what this is about? Because the movie was, like, <laughs> starting, and I'm like, this is all catching me by surprise. But, mm-hmm. uh, so as I said, we'll start spoiler-free. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Tim, what, what did you, uh, how did you, what did you make of this? What did you make of The Lodge? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've been dying to talk about it, because uh, I, I did see it last year at, um, mm. Beyond Fest. Um and i i have some uh thoughts i it, it it's very strange because i like i i would say i love like 80% of this movie uh it, it you know it is like a quiet slow burn and i i really enjoy it and i i think there's like i had like some legitimate like surprises and some like jumps like there's like something in the beginning that yeah, like when I first saw it, like you know, really surprised me, and it's... I think I know what you're talking about because yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it either. And um, again, it's hard to talk, you know, without spoilers. But I, I would just say, I like, I like the direction, I like the performances, I like the atmosphere, I like the way it looks, I like the weird, trippy stuff that's doing. And then about, I don't know, like what seventy five, eighty percent, uh, you know, into the movie, um, you find something out. <laughs> about what's happening and i absolutely hate it i hate 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 where the story goes i think it's so dumb uh that i, I don't know it makes me kind of feel weird like i'm like well i like most of the movie but uh by the end the story is so stupid to me that i, I don't know if i how much I, I i can like it you know what i mean this is interesting Tim. this is interesting uh <laughs> for a number of reasons because i I really liked the opening chunk, right? Because yeah. it was surprising, it was tense, there was an awkwardness to everything. Mm-hmm. It was kind of in the same way that Hereditary had that 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 awkward like social horror where just the Definitely. situation with like people talking to each other after something big happens is like really like unnerving and really hard to sort of like watch. It's, it's kind of like the horror movie version of The Office, and what I mean by that is it's the, <laughs> it's the cringe of it, right? But instead of it being this funny, yeah. stupid thing that Michael Scott's doing, it's this like, oh my god, like how can people even continue with this conversation? It's, it's yeah. you know, chilling. But anyway, <laughs> so and the movie gets going, and I think it's really well directed. The, the the direction, especially in that first like thirty minutes, is like so on point with everything. Totally. Um, and not not that it gets worse or anything, but just because that's what I was really enjoying what the story was doing. Uh, and I actually wasn't as in love with the middle of the movie. <laughs> The middle of the movie, it kind of, like, I, I, it felt like it it wasn't, oh, how do I put this? I, just, I felt like what it was doing with kind of like, oh, what's going on here kind of thing, like the mystery of it felt a little bit, I don't know, forced to me or like, like, like it wasn't committing completely to it. And yeah. there was something just kind of off about it. Like it wasn't necessarily like, I didn't necessarily like the idea that there was, ideas being brought up in the movie that felt disingenuous to me where i didn't believe for a second when certain ideas were being proposed and i was just kind of like I, th- I don't buy this there's something else going on here and what's funny is that you said you didn't like it once they kind of revealed something about what was going on and for me that actually made it better for me i was like oh okay right this is more interesting again to me and okay. i do have a read in the ending where okay. I don't know if it'll make you like it anymore, but <laughs> the, the ending the ending works more for me than the middle does, which I think is interesting. Okay. Uh, so, which is why it's fascinating that you you came in and say no, I like you know eighty percent of this and don't like the last twenty percent because I would say yeah, it, I love the first like thirty percent, 
I'm kind of middling on the middle mm-hmm. percent, <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't love the ending as much as I do the opening, but I do like it more in the middle for sure. Yeah, I just like, and uh, I I guess like to be fair to that stuff, it's just the story aspect of it. I just don't really like where the story goes because I I do think it is still like you know the, the like the the direction and everything like is still good and like um you know like i like the the setting and the atmosphere like that never changes at any point in the movie i just man i'll I'll be honest i think it's dumb i think it's dumb once you find out um you know like i I, you know what again it's like so hard to talk about what's spoiling but i guess once once you kind of find like the big reveal uh about what's going on it's so stupid to me and it's just one of those like logistical things uh that like once you know it it's you kind of go back and you're like well wait a you're gonna tell me that you know this happened and this makes sense or whatever but uh, i mean we'll get into it but um like it it doesn't make me hate the entire movie um because again there is like enough you know like you said tension and like social horror and you know and again like i love like a, a snowy setting and there's some really like mm-hmm. you know beautiful shots when they're outside and stuff like that so it, so it's not like i i hate the movie or think it's trash i just um re- really wish <laughs> they went in like a different direction with the story interesting uh that, yeah i'd expect us to come down kind of on fairly different sides to this uh which is it's interesting yeah. we both really like the start and then yeah, yeah. We, we kind of very much veer i imagine we veer once they actually get to the lodge itself that, that's kind of where the veering i think happens mm-hmm. uh and then we we are completely uh, it's almost like if you imagine like a diagram right so we're both sort of just like <laughs> this and then we sort of veer and then we do this thing where we cross over at the end <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah i again it's, it's hard to talk about a lot of the movie without spoilers so in the spoiler free section may be a little bit shorter on this one but I think what surprised think- surprised me is the opening in like because Alicia Silverstone's got a part in this movie and yep. I didn't know she was in this. I was surprised when I saw her and I was surprised with like how her story plays out in the opening section of the film. Uh, it does some surprising things. I don't even want to spoil it, even though it's the opening ten minutes. <laughs> I don't want to say what it is. Yeah, because it's a genuinely good moment. So you know, the, the, I think the direction is really on point. It does this really smart thing where it kind of. He actually hides the like arguably the main character for like a good twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of the movie, where mm-hmm. uh, Grace, who is the you know the young stepmom who's or soon to be stepmom who's who's dating the dad, who's going to spend this this week this Christmas vacation with them at the lodge, but of course the dad has to go back to work for a couple of days and he'll he'll meet them you know later in the week. Um, like it actually hides like we we get like like we, they talk about her and we see like her, her silhouette at one point, but it hides her and even when the first time we, we meet her we meet her from behind and it's sort of like it yeah. makes a big deal out of it and it really makes it feel i think from the kids perspective like how this is like this this other force that's coming into their lives that they have no control over and maybe captures mm-hmm. that and I, I mean i never had like a, a parents who divorced and had to deal with like a step parent or anything like that or meeting a step parent but i imagine this really captured kind of the just this this thing you can't control and obviously as an adult, I sympathize with the parents and trying to like move forward and trying to you know have a happy life. But at the same time, that this really kind of gets across the the fear of the kid and just like I don't want this new person in my life. What is this? Like I was happy before, and all of a sudden I'm going through this hell because you decided you wanted this younger like you know woman like you know all all, all these things. So and. And I think all the performances are, I think, are pretty great. Like, oh the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, both of the kids are really good. Um, and the uh, I forget who it is that plays uh Grace, but yeah, she's great. Um, uh, Riley Cole or, or Keo, or I don't know how you say her, say her last name, but yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if she was in anything else. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, super she, familiar with her. She's been in a few things. Um, she was in. I know she was in Under, Under the Silver Lake, which I've not seen. Uh, oh, actually, I just watched that. Yeah. Uh, she okay. she was in It Comes at Night, which we did, and she had a small oh, right, part right. in Mad Max Fury Road. So she's been yeah, she's been popping up and oh, okay. things for, it, for a while. She she seemed kind of familiar, but yeah, I couldn't uh, pinpoint her. But no, I, I think she was great, and like you really get her frustration. And uh, and at first, I thought it was going to be more from the kids' point of view, but yeah, she basically kind of becomes the main character and uh, 
yeah, it's like, you know, you really feel like the frustration with her, but then like, yeah, you can also, you know, feel like the fear, uh, like become like afraid of her and, and like, uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, you know, it's definitely like an emotion, uh, filled movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, very cringy. Sometimes it's, uh, you almost want to be like a little hopeful, yeah. like, oh, maybe and, they're getting along a little better. And not cringy in a bad way, cringy in like when it should be cringy. You know, it's cringy and yeah, that's yeah. what they're going for for the moment. And you mentioned the kids there. The kids are actually surprisingly really good. They're, they're, they're good. Yeah. And they have, they have a lot to do, especially in the first half. There's a lot of like complex reactions they have to give about uh, not only, you know, big things that happen to them, but, you know, the relationship with this new woman and like how, how they deal with it, how they cope with it. Like, there's a lot of things there that you know could come off as hokey could come off as a lot of things based on just the, the actors playing the children but they do a pretty good job so uh... and then, I, I feel like a lot of movies uh yeah try to kind of do this type of thing and you know like to compare themselves to hereditary but i do think this is one of the better examples of like you know like like i can see the similarities to to hereditary with like the family drama and mm-hmm. even like the motif of the dollhouse uh, and everything but yeah uh, it's hard not, to... not in a rip-off way but like yeah know. it's hard not to think of uh you know it's hard not to think of hereditary when you get the dollhouse stuff it's not a lot it's not as much yeah. of it in this as hereditary but the daughter does have a dollhouse and it, every so often it'll sort of like show moments or foreshadow moments with what's going on in the dollhouse so yeah that is definitely elements there the, the sound design as well it's very quiet for the most part there's there's two noticeable yeah. moments where it gets absurdly loud uh mm-hmm. and i'll talk about them in spoilers but uh and they're both music based uh mm-hmm. bizarrely like it's, it's not like there's loud jump noises it's, it's, it's more there's just like two bits with music that just sound r- r- ridiculously loud. one is just when they're just she's walking through the house and the like, music's playing and the soundtrack mm-hmm. uh but there's also another moment where she uh gracefully bangs on a couple of piano keys and not only is it really loud, but they sound like kind of demented. Like they sound like they're going through like some sort of weird demonic like filter. <laughs> yeah. uh, they linger in this really, really unsettling way. So I, I don't it, but other than that, it's a very quiet movie for the most part. It's not a lot of you know ruckus in the soundtrack. And then uh, I I forget. Uh, did you like Good Night, Mommy? Night, Mommy. Did I see Good Night, Mommy? Is that the German oh, I mean, film? I, I believe so, yeah. But I think it's the same director uh, as this. Oh, is it? Uh, well, there's two directors so. here. It's uh, yeah. Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz. Did they both direct Good Night, Mommy? Um, that I'm not sure. Uh, but I think there's at least some connection between uh, those movies. Yeah. Uh, I did see Good Night, Mommy. And, you know, that was another one where I thought it was fairly well directed. But I remember thinking probably, probably the opposite at this point where... <laughs> I, I I feel about Good Night Mommy what you feel about this where I didn't really like what it did with the twisting and stuff at the end. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> did you like the twist in that? Um, I I remember. Um, I don't think I had a strong opinion for it. Like I mm. I don't think I necessarily like loved it, but I don't think that I was like hating against it. Um, I, I don't know if I went back and watch it now if I maybe have a different opinion or not, but. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I, I think it's interesting to uh, kind of compare them. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think I remember with that one. My problem was is that I felt it was almost too obvious what the the thing was doing the whole time. One once I got sure. to a certain point, and but I, I, I remember being very underwhelmed by the ending of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because it, it, it it's almost become a subgenre now because of things like Hereditary and the Babadook mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, just other these horror filmmakers who are doing what I guess I'll call this the serious drama horror movies, where they're going for more of a like, you know, we're taking this very seriously. We're not going to be hokey. We're not going to be cheesy. We want to make something that maybe has a lot of subtext and talks about something. And I feel like you know we've seen movies that have tried to do this and fail. And sometimes when those movies fail, it's actually a, a harder hit than just a goofy movie that's not that good. Like. I'm thinking of something like The Wind, where we went really into that and we had a lot of disappointments, <laughs> yeah. but that was trying to be a serious, slow-burn horror movie, but when it failed to do so, it was actually more tedious to get through, because it's, it's you know, at least if something's try to be silly, it can be kind of goofy and we'll laugh at it and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I guess it's a bigger risk, I suppose, uh, you know, higher risk, higher reward, uh, I suppose is the, mm-hmm. is the way I think about it, but 
yeah um i mean the movie overall though i mean because we've sort of talked about portions of it i mean i, I would say overall i like the movie uh yeah but i did have some kind of portions in the middle where i was a little bit out of it i felt like it was i don't know it was almost like the, the more surreal elements in the middle were kind of just not working for me i just felt kind of weird about them mm. um yeah i mean i, I they worked for me i actually like the <clears throat> the kind of the horror uh aspects of it um and you know i, I don't want to sound too negative uh about it because overall i do like the movie it's, again it's just i have that you know one big specific complaint um but it, it doesn't ruin it uh for me i still and this was the second time i watched it and, you know it still worked for me i just yeah kind of wish some different choices were made but like i um yeah i i like the the quietness of it again the kind of you know this is you know more of a serious slow burn kind of movie uh which you know sometimes i'm not always in love with uh, but it did you know work for me uh in this one and um and and again i do i really like you know i feel like uh we don't get a ton of horror movies in the snow but i i mean i really love the sets uh that setting like i love you know the eeriness of being trapped and uh you know snowed in and there's no one around and and yeah i can't you know it's harder to you know get in touch and reach out with people and just leave and stuff like i i like that aspect of it yeah uh so i think we will <laughs> go into spoilers i feel like at this point we have to kind of venture in because what you know it's just too too much to to talk about that's that's behind yeah. the spoiler wall so uh, i will take this time though to thank our patreon producers for the month so thank you to cindy palacios tyler hess David Shaw, Alison M. Fordyce, uh, Zammer Jammer, and Bored Now. Thank you to all you guys. Uh, they are $20 mm-hmm. above patrons, but you don't have to be a $20 patron. You can, you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and you get a yeah. bonus exclusive episode of Screams After Midnight every single month. There's a back catalogue now of about, I don't know. I always ballpark it. I don't, I don't know how right I am, but I think it's like 16, 17 episodes now. Uh, yeah. We've been doing it for over a year, so yeah. Uh, yeah, at the very least. So, yeah, there's a whole back catalogue there you can go check out. Uh, for just one dollar per month at the five dollar tier of course though as well you get early access to all the episodes by a day and you get to vote an episode once per month so uh, go and have a look and see if you want to support everything we do and keep all the content coming and and so on and so on so uh go go have a look so uh yeah we'll get into some spoilers then full spoilers for the lodge so what's funny is that when i got to the end of this movie i would actually describe this and again this is like a spoiler way of describing it but I would describe this as like the shining, but mm-hmm. if Danny basically intentionally tried to make Jack Nicholson go mad. <laughs> right? Okay, I can see that. Where, the, where it's the kid's fault, the kid's intentionally you know, it's not a ghost or anything like that, it's just the kid. The kid mm-hmm. is making him go mad. Because so one of one of the bits of backstory that I did not know about going into this movie that's it's kind of brought up fairly early on is that Grace has this weird history that mm. uh, the reason why their dad we've met her is because their dad uh what's his name here uh richard, richard. yeah the actor's name is also richard that's pretty funny uh <laughs> but he uh he he did like a book he did a book on like cults and because I, I think he's like a therapist or something mm. and grace is actually the survivor of a suicide cult where her father was this like devout you know cult leader who convinced the entire congress of people uh to to commit suicide and uh you know like the kids even find like footage at first i thought this was on the internet i thought well this is just on the internet for people to find this easily but i think it was actually just their dad had it on his computer uh for for research purposes but it was uh like footage that that grace took of like all the dead bodies lying around with like tape over them out saying sin on them yeah yeah because there's like a motif throughout the movie um yeah, about like religion and sinners and having to mm. repent. Yes. So. Yeah. I, so I guess because we should start with the the start of the movie because I I like mm. you know it's one of those things where I didn't recognize her at first. I'm like this woman looks familiar. I was like, oh it's Alicia Silverstone. She's just you know yeah. <laughs> she's like twenty years older than the last time I saw her or something. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what. That's why. And yeah, and it's a uh, like. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's not doing as much stuff now, but she's still like a big, uh, you know, recognizable name for such a small part in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I I think she was doing uh, some TV show stuff recently. Um, okay. she's she's a regular a TV show too, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, she she's in the Babysitters Club. She's an American woman. Yeah, she's not <laughs> on a lot of TV. Uh, so she's she's still working. She's just somehow not in anything that we ever see. Uh, <laughs> but you know, she she uh she she's there, and it really sells as like she she's like depressed about her husband leaving her. He she just clearly didn't want that to happen, and she has to take the kids and drop them off. At the, you know, and Richard, you know, like you know, he's very kind of like. It, you know, it, it, it seems like, okay, yeah, so he's leaving her for this younger person, but it does feel like he's trying to be as nice as possible about it as he can. He's, you know, he's, he's trying to, you know, he's he's talking to her with a soft hand. Mm. He's, he's trying to, try to, you know, be civil and, you know, all the rest of it. It doesn't seem like he's trying to be a dick, you know, or go out of his way to do so. Um, yeah, uh, I, honestly, we don't see him throughout much of the movie, so it's hard to maybe get a firm grasp on the character. Mm. Uh, from what we get, I feel like, He's one of those people who maybe is just, like, kind of selfish. Like, he seems, like, nice, and I'm sure he probably thinks he's doing the right thing a lot of the times. But mm. I, I don't know, like, maybe part of it is, though, that he is more concerned about, you know, like, what he wants versus, like, um, you know, what's best for, you know, his family and his kids. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess maybe the, um, the opposite side of that, though, is, like you know, maybe the kids don't give him enough credit, like, because, you know, he'll ask them to do something, they're like, no, we don't want to do that, and he's like, well, we're doing it anyway, <laughs> you know, like, because they don't want to go to the lodge, you know, with yeah. uh, Grace and stuff, and... But... I mean, if I think so, yeah. at that point, though, it's like... Because it's like... I think it's easy to vilify him, because, okay, he's leaving his wife for a younger woman, right? It's, that's a very easy thing to vilify someone for. Yeah. Uh, but, like... I mean, we we don't know what the marriage is like. We we don't know. I mean, maybe that's the sort of thing where, where you know he was wanting out of the marriage anyway. And it, and if someone in a marriage is at, at that point, um, it's really sad that the other person didn't feel that way. You know, it's really sad that she's like taking this as hard as she is. Like she doesn't want to get yeah. a divorce. She doesn't want to split up. She was happy in her marriage. She was happy with her her family life. Um, I I think the thing that makes it kind of weird is, uh, it, it's not just like another woman he met it's like a woman that he was um I, I i mean maybe i could be wrong maybe i'm misremembering it but i thought that part of it was that he was a therapist and that grace was his patient um, i never necessarily got therapist and patient but i mean it, well, that wouldn't surprise me either at the very least he was studying her he interviewed her for yeah. the purpose of his book at the very least so yeah maybe that's just what it is i mean he was writing the book and she was like his um yeah uh you know, the person he was interviewing, but um, it, it still, I don't know, kind of makes it feel like a little, like, kind of, yeah, like uh, stepping across a boundary, though, because... For sure. Know, I, I, I'm i kind of looking at it, though, like, forgetting, like, kind of the context of who the new woman is, right? Forget, like, all that. Mm. When we're talking about, like, the kids not wanting to, like, you know, do anything with her and all that, like, you know, we're at a point here where, and we'll talk about the actual death in a minute, but, you know, their mom dies, right? And, yeah. like... It, it cuts six months later, and clearly, I mean, it's been six months, so clearly he's not rushed th this qu that quickly. He's he's taking baby steps because it's six yeah. months later, and he's only just now saying, hey, Christmas is coming up. This, you know, I, I want you to get to know, you know, her, I, you know, I'm going to marry her, and he's only just telling them, because we knew he was going to do that, because he, he tells Silverstone that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, that's actually why she goes goes to goes home and kills herself. And a very yeah. kind of sudden shock and see where she just pulls out a gun and puts it in her mouth. It was actually a really surprising moment. Yeah, uh, when I saw it in the theaters, it was uh, it, it was really interesting to see that with a crowd because it was so like, um, I mean, you know, it was a nice, respectful crowd anyway. So like, people were quiet before, but it's one of those scenes where it's like, yeah, you hear so many people jump, and then it's just like, just stunned silence. Like, it, again, it's very similar to like mm. when I saw Hereditary in the theater. There's like you know a couple instances in that where it's like. You know, even if it was quiet before, it gets like extra quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can feel the quiet sort of yeah. sneak in. I get it. Uh, and you know, we have the, the the funeral scene and like uh, the really sad part of that, where the, the daughter's trying to like put, put this doll on the balloon because they're all releasing these black balloons up through the, yeah. the, the the this like the entrance way. The church has like a has like a hole in the the archway where they release balloons through. And they all release these black balloons, but the daughter's trying to tie this little doll that represents her mother to it. And because yeah. of the weight of the, the doll, though, the, the balloon doesn't go up, so she has to just rip it it's, off and the balloon goes on its own. It's this really sort of, like... It's, uh, it's 
this is very yeah. awkward and <laughs> yeah that's like really like super sad like I, honestly like i think like yeah these kind of scenes like almost as you know sad as like anything from like hereditary or like any of these movies where yeah it was like uh seeing it from like the little girl's point of view is so sad and then like yeah the i well, think it's like the next scene pretty close after that where she's just crying and like and her brother you know, her, her yeah. mom can't go to heaven yeah her, her older yeah. brother comes in and you know lies next to her and that's when it cuts six months later and yeah. like you said earlier the, the the first you know 30 minutes of the movie is very much from the perspective of the kids everything's through their their lens pretty much you know it's and w- when we get to this you know they're, they're setting up this dinner and the dad tells them about this trip that he wants to take and the son's like f you and storms off because this you know the son's like older he's like 13 or something like that um yeah. i don't think we mentioned it's the you know kid from it uh, yes yeah it's who... the uh the one with the star right yeah 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 he does uh, a good job here he does do a good job here he's, he's good in this movie so and that's just kind of what i was getting at is like you know the dad eventually comes in later and says look i really need you to try and like try and get to know this person because she's you know she's going to be living with us <laughs> like and yeah. at this point like yeah like He's going to move on with his life. He's going to have people. I mean, admittedly, I I can't imagine like the thought process, like even from him, like how does he feel when his you know divorcing wife commits suicide because of him leaving her? Like how how do you, like it kind of glosses over that I suppose in a way. Like you, you feel the awkwardness of it, but you never really necessarily get what he thinks about it or or what does even she think about it? Like does does Grace? What does Grace feel about the fact that her and or not interference necessarily, but like. <coughs> like him leaving his wife has led to her suicide like how did either of them feel about that in any great scheme and on the one hand like they're all adults and he is free to leave his wife like you know if he goes about it the right way i mean i wonder though like you know jumping ahead um Mm -hmm. once like (laughs) grace is totally broken and unhinged and stuff like is that her kind of processing the, processing this because you know when she starts talking about how like you know uh we sin and like when she sees richard again and talking about like oh like you know we're sinners and stuff and i wonder if maybe part of it is she's referring to you know like what they did yeah. in this instance like, yeah oh i mean the kids clearly blame her because i mean uh the, the, you know the son uh, aiden that like, yells out it's all her fault uh yeah. early on in the film um and I, I also, I, I don't think we can also ignore the, the correlation here that she survived a suicide cult. She was the lone survivor of, you know, this, this mass amount of people who all committed suicide and she survived. And now she's in a situation where effectively someone has committed suicide where she's taking the person's place. That's true. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a correlation there between like, oh, how have you somehow ended up being the survivor again and like a suicide incident? <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird uh, correlation. And I feel like the movie's doing some interesting stuff with the guilt and all all that, and but I think one of the things the movie's doing for me and kind of why I like where it goes at the end is so the, the big thing is that once they go to the the thing because I, I really like how it handles like the first time we meet her properly because we see her like behind the stained glass at one point and it kind of treats it like the kids have met her but we keep not seeing her it keeps, she keeps being this sort of force that's kind of just the other person, which I, I think is perfect for the, the mood that it wants to create because we don't, yeah. we, you know, we don't see her as a character for a long time. We see her as just the other woman. That's all we think yeah. of her as because we never meet her yet. And then once we actually get to meet her and she comes in the car and the dad gets like a phone call, he's like, oh, I have to take this and he steps out of the car. Mm-hmm. She's left alone with the kids and the, like the tension in this scene as she's trying to make small talk with the little girl is, is palpable. You can feel it. it, it you know, it's, it's really well directed. Yeah. It's super oh, yeah, strong. totally. And uh, I like that, um, you know, uh, that that she is actually like super nice. Like, you know, you you feel bad because she's like trying so hard, like throughout the movie, to connect and, uh, you know, do things with them or like get things for them and stuff. And uh, yeah, like it it would have been like, um, you know, maybe easy to turn her into like some kind of a wicked stepmother or maybe have her be like someone who's like super you know like vain and doesn't understand why everyone's so upset but like yeah you can tell that like no she understands the situation and the tension but she is still like trying her hardest to reach out to him i I think that's the thing because we said that it transitions to her being the main character is that i think that's why i don't just vilify the adults here because 
she yeah. is trying her best she is trying to do everything the right way now and it is six months later so it's not like they just did this the next weekend right it's not like they said That's okay true, time, yeah, to yeah. Me, time to meet the new mum like this is your yeah. mum now <laughs> deal with it all right they you know, they, they, they they clearly drew this out longer because i assume they were probably going to get married quicker before it was you know the death of the mum probably. probably slowed it down yeah. uh, for the sake of the kids for the sake of not rushing them through this transition and like she's trying really hard and so basically what happens is is that you know there's a lot of awkwardness as they're together for like you know three or four days and then the, the weird thing happens where they fall asleep watching movies um and they're watching the thing of all then, things at this point uh, the the dad uh had to leave yes he, he just, yeah yeah he, he he leaves she's left alone with them there's an awkward couple of days with them uh but they're not really talking to her the son especially doesn't want to talk to her you know he refuses to eat and she makes he, he's going to make his own food things like that yeah. uh and she has to confront him as well because he, he was kind of staring at her when she was in the shower uh because yeah. I actually thought that scene was weird at first because she gets out of the shower and there's like a reasonable amount of nudity and I was like, oh, this is weird. I didn't expect nudity in this movie. It didn't feel like that type of movie. But then when you sort of see him, kind of the, the impression that he's watching her, it's like, okay, now the nudity makes sense because the whole point is that she's been spied on so we feel a bit uncomfortable. It, 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 it actually makes sense in the context of the scene. Yeah. But she confronts him about it. You know, like, you don't want to talk to me but you want to spy on me in the shower and like, and it it feels like they're mm. almost starting to like break some ground where they're watching movies together. The the daughter is mm. kind of opening up a little bit to her, and they're watching I, the I thing. Do like the, yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, yeah. I like the movie choices. They're watching the thing. But earlier on, I swear one of them was watching Sleepaway Camp earlier on. Does oh it, really? <laughs> it, it, it's paused, but I, I, it, it looks like the uh, I won't say what it is because it's the twist ending of that movie. But it looks like the close up of the face screaming at the end of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> it's paused on the TV earlier on. I could be wrong. It could, it could just be a similar shot in another movie, but mm. it looked like that to me. Uh, uh, but she's not liking the horror movie. She's 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 feeling creeped out because it's it's giving her flashbacks to her horrible cult past. So she's like, "Can we yeah. can we watch a different movie?" And they put on Jack Frost, not the cool horror Jack Frost. <laughs> they put on the Michael Keaton family yeah. friendly Jack Frost. <laughs> but they fall, all fall asleep, and when she wakes up, all the Christmas decorations she put up are gone. And she's like, "This is mm-hmm. a weird." This is a weird prank, guys. Like, why, why are you messing with me? And and it's important to note that they uh, they were cold earlier, so they brought out a space heater mm-hmm. that runs on gas. Yeah. Uh, and she, then they go to the kitchen, and all the food in the fridge is gone, and all of the clothes from all, her room as well as the kids' room, <laughs> all of the supplies are just gone, and they're kind of stranded here. All the phones are dead. There's no battery in any of the phones. Mm-hmm. and of course you know grace naturally takes this as okay the kids are really messing with me this is kind of cruel and like stop it right now and she keeps trying to like talk them into like giving but of course you know a day passes and they're eating like they found like a tin of beans and like some crackers and that's what they're eating for dinner because that's all they've got mm-hmm. and they're kind of stranded there's snowstorm outside so they can't just walk to the nearest town uh because it's mm-hmm. too far away they don't even have their jackets as they point out uh and bit, the middle of the film is this sort of trippy thing where gradually Grace is becoming more and more unnerved. She's having these weird flashbacks to her father and his like speeches. She, at one point, gets so desperate that she she walks out in the snow trying to just walk. She gets like a couple of blankets and just tries to walk. And you know she does genuinely hallucinate where she sees like a a, a building, like a house that's like three t- tiers that's like in a shape of a cross almost. Yeah. Uh, so there is general hallucination elements. There's there's a a scene as well where. She, we find out that she's been kind of sleepwalking as she's having these nightmares and she literally because there was a moment earlier on where before he leaves uh richard teaches her how to use the gun that he's got in a, a safe in the house and she sleptwalked to the the daughter's room and she's got a gun in her hand and she's sort of like seeing her with the tape over her mouth she doesn't really have it but she is genuinely hallucinating and the kids are really scared of her at this point but ultimately what's happening throughout all this part of the movie is that the kids despite the fact that they've, they've kept their poker face going they did actually just take all the food. They clearly got up at some point. They stole all the food, all the decorations, all the clothes. They've got it hidden in some sort of like you know cupboard that the, the Grace doesn't know this there because because they've been to this 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 winter home before. They've they've, you know, they've been here with their mum, and it's basically to me what this story was is that they look up what she what she was in her past at the start of the movie when they think oh her dad's with this crazy person, and they try to torment her maybe in a way to make her look crazy so their, or their dad won't want her anymore you know when the dad gets back mm-hmm. on christmas because uh, what one of the things that they've done is they, they keep resetting the, the date on the clock to say january like 9th so it's like wait we've mm-hmm. dad was meant to be back on christmas and it's now like you know over a week later like what's going on mm-hmm. uh, two weeks later even 
and to me what this movie is really doing is that their prejudice and assumptions about who she is and them trying to prove what she is turned her into exactly what they were thinking she was like she she became the scary cult crazy person because they pushed her to it not because she was necessarily actually going to become that on her own or was that on her own oh sure um, i mean well yeah i mean the stuff they do is intense like yeah <laughs> you know uh so what i hate about this is i'm not necessarily against the idea of you know these kids trying to drive her insane like i i see how that could be interesting it's just to me it it just feels so like illogical that <laughs> these kids could do all this stuff you know like all right i, I get you don't like this lady but like uh, you're gonna you're going to drug her move like everything in the house like it's not like you know it's not like there's a few things like there's a lot of stuff you know and they had to move and hide and get rid of and then um like to the point where they're pretending that like he like how he hung himself like and like making fake obituaries and stuff it just like feels like too much that these kids would do it i, yeah, I, don't know, I have a hard time grasping it <laughs> that's the element that i kind of didn't mention there is that once this has been going on for a while where you know you're watching the movie you're not really sure what's going on and she's starting to freak out more they they, they intentionally start planting the idea that they've already died they, they start doing yeah. like and i really didn't like this portion because i was like what are you doing like i don't i don't really believe you for a start and if it is that i'm going to be annoyed <laughs> like you yeah. know it was, it was kind of like that, that's kind of where i was not super into what it was doing um and i was glad that it turned out to be the case and I don't really have a problem with the idea that they did this because I think that's the idea is that they're cruel and they're they're, they're preconceived because I think you sympathize with them at the start of the movie, but they're so unwilling to kind of grow or let it go or or whatever that like let's be honest here it's it's the son who's really doing this is you know the little girl's sure. too young to really be the you know he's the ringleader he's the one who's spearheading this and yeah. to the point where and I'm not entirely sure if they intentionally let the dog out so it would die or if that was just an accident because it's because. Because yeah. when when the, when the girl comes out and starts crying and apologizing, it seems genuine. Like she didn't actually mean for the dog to get out. That was an accident. Yeah, that uh, that's the the take I had as well. Yeah, because that's kind of the point where they kind of start to confess what they've done. They're like, no, it was all fake. It wasn't real. You know, we were just messing with yeah. you. Um. And you know, and we find out that they did have power. They had a generator. They just rigged it so it wouldn't wouldn't be on. And that you know, like, um. And, you know, we find out that it's not actually been that long. It's not January 9th, you know, because we see, you know, Richard eventually is he's on his way. He's, he's trying to call them. And he's like, oh, it's just, I'll be there in a few hours. It's Christmas, you know, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, this middle part of the movie, like, all, all the stuff with her, like, sleepwalking and, like, remembering her past and, like, hearing the sermons that her father would give. Like, that stuff, I, I was kind of not so much into. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I guess because that's the push of the movie that's like hey we're a horror movie so we're going to do creepy horror things mm -hmm. and it didn't really feel like it was i don't know as relevant to what the actual overall point of the movie was is the other stuff i mean uh, uh i i like that stuff um it, it worked for me uh i i think because uh, i i do find it kind of like creepy and eerie but i do wish like there was a different outcome uh for it like I don't really like the I, I agree with you. I don't like the idea of, you know, if, if the movie did actually go with, uh, hey, you know, they died in their sleep from the gas and they're all dead now. I don't like that idea, um, but I don't like the the kids, you know, doing it all uh, themselves either. So um, I, I, I still like this like middle portion, but I do wish there was a different outcome for it. I, I don't know necessarily what the outcome uh, would have been. Uh, I I don't necessarily need it, uh, to be something like supernatural. Uh, but yeah, I just don't really like where they went with it. Yeah, no, I'm glad there was no supernatural. I, I I was actively like against the idea of there being supernatural stuff. because uh, to me, like the movie, like see see once like they they get to the point where Grace has got the gun out, and because yeah. because I, I thought the moment where the kids just say, you know what, we have to just go. We have to go because 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 they, mm -hmm. they see Grace like kneeling on like the like next to the fire and she's like putting her knees on the hot like metal yeah. or whatever it is or the, the burning clothes, uh like the, the kids eventually decide to run and like, even though they're kids like the the, the son you know uh, uh Aiden is just like 
you know what? I'm just going to try and drive us out of here. Let's just go. Let's, let's just yeah. let's, let's just take the car and try and go. Um, which, I mean, that's actually after the dad gets out, because obviously the car's not there. But I actually yeah. thought that the moment with her walking out with the gun to them sitting in the car, it felt more like the start of the movie to me, where the direction was so on point. And I guess because oh, yeah. I think at that point, it switched back to being from the perspective of the kids, because once she goes proper crazy, then we are from the perspective of the kids again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think... It's a really interesting idea that it, it switches to her for the middle of the movie because it's going to be about her going mad and what drives her mad and how unjustifiable it is and how they've kind of done it to her. But at the same time, the movie works at its best, I think, when it's from the perspective of the kids, both in the start and the end. And I, I thought her walking out with the gun was really good. Uh, you know, Richard came in, seen her all disheveled and like trying to like talk to her and she's got the gun in her hand. And she, first of all, she tries to shoot herself and it just clicks, right? The chamber's out. Because it's an old gun. It's an old, you know, six-shooter yeah. kind of gun. Um, <clears throat> it's a revolver. And then she points at him and she does shoot him. She shoots him and he dies. So he's just point blank. Mm-hmm. That's I'm dead. And the kids watch their dad die. And, like, they have... And again, I think you could almost take this as a metaphor as well. Like the idea that they, they weren't willing to let their dad move on and give like this new family a chance. So they kind of just killed any future that he had. Like, you know, because they did this. They drove her sure. to this kind of thing. So yeah. there, there's some subtext there. Um, but once she has the kids, because uh, they don't manage to drive away, uh, despite despite their efforts, she has them, like, you know, in the, the dining room, in the dining table, and they're sitting there, and she puts the tape over their mouths. The end of the movie is her putting the tape over their mouths, saying sin on both of them. And she's got it on her own mouth as well, uh, basically implying that she's about to, like, you know, make them commit suicide or kill them outright and then commit suicide herself. So, it was a pretty dark ending. It's a very grim ending. There's no happiness here. And then there's, well, so, you know, they show um, her putting the the tape over their mouth, but then does one quick shot of uh, Hmm. the gun on the table. Uh, So part of me does wonder if, like, I don't know, if if Aiden can get the gun in time, if... Yeah, there's still hope for him. Yeah, or something. I don't I mean, know. Maybe. I, I I think at this point I was just like, no, nah, there's no happy ending here because it's a dark movie. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It, this is a movie <laughs> where they've driven this woman to the point of you know what they kind of feared her to be in the first place, um, yeah. and yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I don't necessarily necessarily sympathize with the kids once you know sure they're, they're being hunted essentially at the end <laughs> because this is their fault but it is effective in a suspenseful way you know when, when they're, they're trying to oh, get yeah. away from her and she, she's following with the gun so I, like i don't know that stuff worked better for me because it felt like it was more rooted in the context of what the movie was actually doing and saying and it it felt like it was directed in the same style as the opening where the direction made a lot of sense to me when it was her kind of stumbling around the snow and she's like having hallucinations of this building and her father watching her from the window, that stuff was just making me kind of like, oh, you know, I was, I was kind of, it was making me drone out a little bit. Um, I don't know, I kind of like how like freaky uh, it is. And I don't know, like, I mean, I feel like it still has like a place in the movie because, you know, she's obviously being driven, you know, to insanity. So, you know, it, it would make sense that, you know, she's starting to, see these things and i don't go through these motions so um yeah that this that stuff didn't really uh bother me Uh, if anything i kind of liked um you know because i do think they are kind of creepy and eerie like um there's a sense of like dread and kind of like otherworldliness uh to them uh which i like and you know and i think they are still like you know uh directed pretty well and everything Hmm. yeah uh so uh, interestingly as well, I was just looking this up because I wanted to confirm that it was. Uh, so th- uh, the father in the movie is actually her real father. Uh, the actor. The I mean. actress? Yeah, like the like Riley's father, Danny, is the guy who's playing her father in this. Wait. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, who, Riley's father? Wait, which one was Riley? Grace. Okay. Oh, is Riley her like the act- the actress's name? Yes. Yes, Grace. So so okay. Riley Coe, who plays Grace, her father mm-hmm. Danny Coe plays the the cult leader dude in this. Interesting. Okay. Huh. That that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I thought that was a really simple bit of trivia, but it ended up being really complicated to actually explain. But yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a real father daughter thing. Uh, bizarrely. Uh, cool. Don't know how that ended up happening, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I dig, I dig the opening thirty minutes a lot, and I dig the ending for the most part. I, I don't like it as much as the opening thirty minutes. I, I, it's almost like a victim of like having to be like a horror movie <laughs> in a weird way, where yeah. like it almost would have just been as good to like. I, I think just the stuff that it was kind of like trying to like tempt us into thinking it was doing in that middle section just weren't what I wanted the movie to do. And it, it was less enjoyable for me because of that. Uh, so it was... Uh, the directors are also the writers, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like... I, I really like, uh, you know, these directors, but I just wonder if maybe I'd prefer to see them maybe try to tackle someone else's script. Because... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, like, the big thing that they do well is, like, you know, they're able to, you know, have this kind of tone and atmosphere, uh, you know, to their things. And obviously, you know, they can, you know, like, uh, like have, like, you know, really pretty shots. In a, and, you know, they know when things should be subdued and when, you know, like, things can pop and everything. But, um, yeah, it uh, and again, if they, um, you know, if they are the same people for... Uh, good night mommy too it's kind of like a similar feeling where um yeah i do like the direction and the look of that film but you know some of the story elements i'm not crazy about so i just wonder if uh you know if they would tackle someone else's script uh, mm. if that would be better yeah no maybe a case of that uh for sure i yeah it's a little bit frustrating because it like the opening like 20 30 minutes made me think this might be amazing like, I, I was genuinely thinking, oh, this might end up being, like, a modern masterpiece if this keeps up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, to a satisfying conclusion that ties it all together. But, unfortunately, yeah. it didn't really have that. You know, it, it kind of... It's not even like it was just the ending that it kind of flubbed. It was actually flubbing it earlier for me, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Because there's a lot of skill in display here, and there's a lot of things to like about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I mean, I'm interested to see what other people think, uh, for, for sure. Um... I think it is, I think, an interesting movie to uh, discuss, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a bummer. I think um, maybe for different reasons, but I think ultimately we're kind of on the same page. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because I, I think um, you bring up a good point when, when you're talking about skill. I, I, I think there is evidence that, yeah, there's, like, a lot of skill in this movie, uh, like there's things they can do really well. Like when it is, uh, firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You do get that sense of like, okay, this is this year's, you know, hereditary or get out or, you know, whatever, like, you know, like every year there's like usually a couple of like, uh, you know, one or two critically acclaimed, uh, horror movies that everyone is kind of like, Oh shit. Like this is, yeah. Like a masterpiece. Uh, and yeah, there's parts of this movie where it seems like it could be, getting to that and then there's you know parts that i wouldn't say are like horrible like you know there's there's never any you know part of it that's like oh this, this is awful or oh you know this part really sucks but it's just parts that kind of you know take it down uh from that level of uh yeah what could be a you know a new classic to just like okay yeah it's just uh you know another horror movie this year <laughs> <laughs> oh it sounds so defeated so so yeah. defeat uh, the end of that. Uh, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll rate the movie. Uh, uh, well, one of the just a quick scene. I like not that's like super important, but just like another super awkward uh, <laughs> part of the movie is when uh, they're like talking about like Christmas presents and they're like, "Oh, you want to see the present we made for our dad?" Oh yeah, and then it's a, a home video of the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, just how how much of a happy family life it was beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think there's something to be said about like you know the yeah, the, the the sin that she, that she feels that she's committed uh, is related to the death of the mom and yeah. uh, all the rest of it. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's frustrating because there's elements of it that are so good, and then yeah. stuff that I just don't like that much, and it's it's, it's a shame because it like it really could have been something special if if it had st- stuck to kind of the the standard that I felt in that opening like twenty or thirty minutes. But yeah. uh yeah, that is uh the lodge. We'll we'll, we'll rate this bad boy then. Uh, Tim, what are you giving the lodge out of ten? Uh I'm still gonna give it a pretty high score. Um so 
I, I think I'm going to go with a, a seven, which, um, cause, you know, cause again, I, I really like so much, so much in this movie and most of it, it's just that like, you know, one story element, uh, really, that's the only thing that kind of brings it down for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if maybe it had a more satisfying conclusion to that, I could easily see this being like, you know, eight, eight point five even. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I'm just gonna leave it at seven, which I still think is like, you know, really good. But uh, yeah, I, I think frustrating, like you said, is a is a good way to uh, to put it. Yeah, I don't want to mirror that and also say seven, which this is to say, I think overall it's good. It's just it's kind of yeah. an uneven good. It's an uneven good because. Like, that's a good the, way to put it yeah. you know there's those, those portions of the film that feel like a nine <laughs> and yeah. then yeah <laughs> there's portions for me that feel like more like they're a six or whatever and yeah <laughs> I, I think yeah so the lodge i mean i guess a seven out of ten from both of us so your mileage may vary definitely it's one that's probably worth checking out and seeing how you for feel sure. about it yourself but yeah, yeah that's kind of where we land on it uh so yeah uh so if you made it this far if you got to the, the end of the review here put the word I can't think of one for this on. Put the word. Repent. <laughs> Rep- yeah, there you go. Put the word repent in the comments. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, also, Tim has to do his pose here. So I'm going to say three, yeah. two, one and say pose. And then Tim's going to. So, Tim, lean back. Make sure your head's not cut off at the top of the frame. All right. Three, two, one, pose. <laughs> i'll do <it. laughs> all right uh you can let us know what you think of the lodge in the comments of course you can like like and really important on youtube it uh, lets the algorithm know that you think we're worth recommending and it's the easiest free way to support everything we do of course we mentioned patreon.com slash tv earlier for the financial way you can support us for as little as a dollar per month so go and have a look at that uh get us on the twitters at screams midnight for updates and shenanigans and weird Tim comments. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm mad at Tim this week because someone asked, Uh-oh. someone asked on Twitter, like not even us directly, but someone said, hey, what's, your, what's a horror movie you have to go back to? And Tim responded using the Streams After Midnight account with a gif of the boy. And then this account responded saying, oh yeah, that's a great one. He So Tim, Tim's starting dialects with people thinking that we support the boy and we don't, all right? That is not the official stance of of Screams After Midnight. Hey, do what you can, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so go check out the Twitter. Uh, I think that's everything I need to tell you. Seems like everything. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're good. All right. That's been The Lodge. Thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.